Hey guys, it's John with Make Pods Great Again. Wanted to uh, chat with you guys real quick before we jump into the podcast and talk about rest and recovery. This is something I get a lot of questions on from followers and listeners, and uh, I just you know I can't underscore how important it is to rest if you really want to make progress in the gym. You know, it's kind of ironic because most of us never really think about sleep quality until we're just not getting enough sleep, or or even when we're just not sleeping like we used to. Uh, a buddy of mine sent me this Clova patch that was designed a few years ago to help people have better sleep quality. It's a Sleep Z patch by Clova, spelled with a K, K-L-O-V-A. And uh, it's now actually the number one selling sleep patch online. Uh, it's sold on Amazon and Walgreens. It has over a thousand five-star reviews. So how you use this thing is you take this one little patch, you put it on your arm for about two hours before bedtime. The time-release blend of naturally occurring ingredients goes to work promoting restful sleep. And uh, trust me, I've been using this thing. I sleep like a baby with it. Uh, Clova is ideal for people who have trouble falling asleep or for someone like me where you have trouble staying asleep. It's really ideal. You have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can try Clova absolutely hassle-free. So save 20% on your first order today using claim code WADPOD20, that's all caps, W-O-D-P-O-D-2-0, at Clova.com. Clova spelled K-L-O-V-A. So with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley. No longer allowed to call myself content creator because uh, Nikki thinks it makes me sound like a little bitch. So, no, I never uh, <laughs> said that. I said I hate the word content. Boy. But I'm but I'm here with Nikki, who now is taking offense to me. How are you? Oh, you know, just trying to survive the nimpocalypse over here. Oh my God, my whole world <laughs> is shut down. So the girl, uh, Ohio, I don't know if we're ahead of the curve, behind the curve, or just on the curve, but. Uh, they closed schools, so both my daughters are out of school for the next three weeks. They were supposed oh. to go on a cruise, so that was obviously canceled. So now yep. they're all been out of shape. And then just a few minutes ago, they announced that they're closing all restaurants and bars. Um, all restaurants and bars? All of them. Closed tonight oh, at, at 9, and uh, both my daughters work in restaurants. So now they're off wow. work for the next you know, foreseeable future. And, um, that's talking, rough. Yeah. I mean, they're not restricting travel yet, but they're, you know, they've obviously told churches they can't meet or they're strongly suggesting them not to meet, you know, anybody gathering over a hundred, you know, kind of the same as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are seeing a lot of similar stuff. I mean, here on the East coast, obviously we have, we have a pretty tough time and and things are not going great, but, um, but we haven't gotten, I mean, I I don't know when this is going to be posted, but so far we haven't gotten to the point of like all restaurant closures and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a weird time. I, uh, I, went to cliffside yesterday for the, the morning workout and we're supposed to be a partner wide. I'd planned for it going in, you know, always look at the wide before I get there. And it was, uh, it was tough. It was uh, a salt bike and hang cleaner jerks with dumbbells and wall balls. And, you know, I'm looking at it going, all right, it's, you know, it's not too bad. You'll get a break. It's like, you know, your partner works, you get a break while they're mm-hmm. working. Then I get there and I'm looking at the board and I'm like, why does that say two rounds for time? And then it occurred to me, there because of the virus, no more partner wads. Oh no! And Say so, it ain't so. Yeah, and so now I had to do a hundred calories on the assault bike because of that damn virus. Oh like, fuck that! No, 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 no. <laughs> you can close. You can close my schools. You can close work, but damn it, don't make me ride the assault bike more. Not nope. to. Fully agree. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. It was even funnier because the twins were were literally uh, spritzing the bikes in between rounds. So yep. before somebody else would get on it, they'd like spray it down with antiseptic and wipe it down. Yep. I'm over here licking the wall ball, you know, like, <laughs> just, try, just trying to get it while you can, you know? Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a weird moment. I think everybody's kind of stressed out, which is kind yeah. of the point of our show today. So we're special guests. We've got uh, we've got Matt on your husband. So I know we've exciting. been talking about this for so long. Hi, welcome, Hi, everybody. Welcome from directly <laughs> next to me. <laughs> so Matt's the smart one in the family. Clinical. Uh, what are you? What kind of doctor are you? What do you do exactly? So, Give us so I'm a clinical pharmacist. I work in primary care doctors' offices. So it's a little different than what you think of your normal pharmacist doing. And it puts me in a unique spot because especially for this new virus, I'm kind of, we have two hospitals as well. So I'm, I'm, I have a good firsthand uh, view of everything that's going on. And definitely the smart one in the family. I have no idea what the fuck Matt does, but I just am like, oh, am I sick? Cool. What do I do? Thanks. Well, I mean, I mean you, you guys are sitting side by side, so you're not even social distancing at this no. point, Matt. What the hell? We are, we're the opposite of social distancing at the moment around this microphone. I can tell I have really bad like garlic breath too. Sorry, hon. Blame it on the virus. I'm blaming everything on the virus now. Yep. Sorry, my 100%. mobility's bad, coach. It's the virus. The virus, it got me. It got my ankles. <laughs> yeah, the virus has given me shitty ankle mobility. Mm-hmm. The worst yeah. that uh, Under Armour has ever seen. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Thanks for bringing uh, that. Thanks for bringing up the bad memories. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm just good. trying to lighten the mood here. Well, but so yeah, no, I, I was going to say I think it is important that so we wanted to bring Matt on because this is sort of everything that everyone is talking about all over the world and especially in the CrossFit community because of all the events being rescheduled and how gyms are handling it. So it seemed prudent of us to uh, do an episode to talk about it and to get someone who actually knows what the hell he's talking about for a change since you and I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> Agreed. Well, you mentioned it. I mean, so how many sanctionals have closed now? I mean, it's been like half a dozen. Maybe? I should love. A shitload. Here, I have, a, I have a running list. Let me walk through this for you. So uh, obviously, it started with the Asia CrossFit Championship. That was the first uh, the first change that we saw because everything was sort of popping off over there first. So that was moved uh, to July 4th weekend. Now, uh, the Atlas Games this past weekend was postponed. The West Coast Classic, which was coming up next, is postponed. Uh, the end of March, the German Throwdown is also postponed. That was a sort of national call against all sporting events that had to be shut down. Then first week of April, the Reykjavik CrossFit Championship is postponed to the beginning of June. Uh, the weekend after that, Elf Fit is also postponed to June. The MAC was postponed to June. That was sort of the most recent call just a couple of days ago. They had been like monitoring and then DC sort of went nuts the last 48 hours. So they're officially postponed. Um, the Italian showdown that was uh, the end of April is postponed and they've had some drama. We'll sort of talk about that. They were going to move it to an online qualifier and then that, that changed. So we'll, we'll get there. Um, the rogue invitational, which is May 15th to 17th right now is planned as scheduled, but the next decision date they marked will be April 15th. So they'll let us know by then sort of what they, what they're thinking. Um, the Down Under CrossFit Championship, May 22nd, is planned. They're going to let us know on April 15th as well. The Madrid CrossFit Championship also for May 22nd is planned, and they're going to make a decision in early April by the 3rd. Uh, the Lowlands Throwdown, May 29th, still planned as usual. And then the Can West Games is also planned as scheduled, but their next update is coming on or before April 27th. So that's the full list so far. And like these things change by the minute. So I've been checking everyone's Instagram and their Twitter feeds for the latest updates. And they're kind of, these events are sort of making the call as they go. So we'll have to just keep an eye out to see by the time this is posted, I bet five more things will 
have been changed or canceled or something by then. Man, Glassman hasn't canceled so many things since regionals. This is amazing. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably just sitting around wringing his hands going, what's next? What's happening? Yeah, I don't know. So that's that's sort of the update on on the sanctional season. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're just, we're all hungry for more information. We're all trying to figure out what's the right move and why are we making the decisions that we're making? So that's why we have Matt on here because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's worth just figuring out baseline, like what the hell is going on and what should we be doing about it? What it is interesting. I mean, since I'm sure you're the same way, like I follow a ton of CrossFitters and CrossFitters feel invulnerable for the most part. Like, you know, most of them are really fit. You know, the athletes that I talk to are like all bummed out and, and stressed about not being able to compete. They're not even thinking about the possibility of getting sick. They're just, right. you know, thinking they want to go to wherever and compete. So that brings the big question, Matt, are we all going to die? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the people that are bald are going to have a, a much harder time. No. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. It Just in everything. In life. <laughs> in sure. life. Yeah, just in life. <laughs> but so... What I try to do and what I've been trying to do with our patients, my my job is basically taking a complicated disease state or medication and, and explaining it to the lay person. So I've been trying to do the same thing with the info that's coming through is trying to explain it so the lay person can understand it. And what is hard is we're a lot of CrossFitters are in the boat of um, we're probably statistically we're going to be fine when we get through this. So I think that's why it's hard for us to step back and see really what's going on because we're not the the population that's going to be hit the hardest. But that being said, there is a chance that even young, healthy CrossFitters are going to have complications when, when they finally do get the disease. So it is, you know, it is serious, even though it's, it sucks that it's taking something we really like to watch away. Yeah. So let's kind of start just back up a little bit for, I don't know, I was almost going to say for the people who don't know, but everybody knows what the fuck this is now. But for the people who are unsure, like who is at risk and what exactly are we dealing with here in terms of, you know, how you feel if you're exposed to this virus? So the people that are most at risk right now are, um, are elderly folks. So that's usually 65 and up they tend to be a little more sick and they, they have a harder time with, with uh, um, viruses as is. And then anyone that has a compromised immune system or, or other disease states, no matter what age, it's nice that um, we're not seeing a big problem in babies and, mm-hmm. and little kids. So that's um, always nice to see, but it's, so it's, you know, our parents and our grandparents are the one that are most at risk. And when you say that, like, we're probably going to be fine, like young, healthy people, you mean like if we're exposed to it, or I guess I should say when we're exposed to it, because it's going to be everywhere in the mm-hmm. next five minutes, we feel like what, or what will happen to us? It depends um, because, you know, everyone's so different, but in general, um, if you're young, healthy, even if you're, you know, not super elderly and healthy, you'll have mild symptoms, um, kind of, you know, flu like symptoms and, and get over it. Some of us are going to come down with it and get over it before we even, and not even know that we had it because Mm. it's, you know, we're in the, our immune systems are a little more primed than the old folks. But even if we aren't feeling like complete dog shit, we could still have it and be spreading it. Yeah. So that's the problem. And that's what, you know, as, as we go on and probably what you guys are going to talk about is, um, it's already flu season anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So hospitals are pretty much uh, taxed as it is. So then throw a new virus in that there's no vaccine. Our systems have never seen it before. There's going to be a lot of hospitalizations and it's going to happen real fast. And we, it's called exponential. So instead of, you know, going 5, 10, 15, 20, it'll go, you know, 5, 20, 100, 1,000, 5,000. Like it makes those kind of jumps. Mm. So what will happen if we don't social distance is the hospitals are going to be way beyond capacity. So what that means is, you know, grandma might need to go in because she has the flu, but there are so many cases of COVID-19 there that grandma doesn't have a spot to go because she has the flu and she could die. Mm. So that's the big, the big deal and why we do need to pay attention to social distancing because we need to flatten the curve, so to speak, mm. make it so it doesn't peak so quickly like it did in Italy. So it makes total sense then that a bunch of these events, especially the ones that are happening right now, are canceling, postponing, whatever, because, you know, we're, we're all infecting each other every time we see each other and, mm-hmm. you know, high five, fist bump, or even are in the same room, right? Because it's kind of, it's carried by the air. Yeah. So if you have, um, you know, if you're sick, it's usually respiratory droplets, which, you know, can waft on the breeze. Mm. So you can't, and you know, can't see them. They're Delicious. Microscopic. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just, just contact and, you know, you know, you touch someone, you touch your face, things like that. It's I, easy to transmit. I found out recently that I like love touching my face. Same. <laughs> like, what? I like notice I that I'm doing it constantly. Like, oh God, how long have I been doing this? I'm going to get so infected. I touch myself a lot. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I just feel like we set that up too perfectly. That's a different kind of disease <laughs> yeah. you have to worry about. <laughs> Comes with a lot of other viruses, I might add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross, <laughs> gross. <laughs> so this whole social distancing thing, though, you know, like, should we be worried about going to the gym? Like, I, you know, I we're I was there yesterday. There were 30 people in there. We're you know, they're hosing us down in between rounds, but nobody seemed to, nobody <laughs> seemed to care. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody cared enough to, you know, to not pick up a wall ball or to yeah. not get on the assault bike or even yeah. to not high five each other at the end of the workout. And that, that's, what's tough. And so if, you know, just for me, I'm, I am almost thinking the same way where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to see my grandparents right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go home into the gym. Like, what's the big deal? But you know, what the experts, why the experts are recommending this is because if you don't socially distance, you are going to spread it because, you know, you're at the gym, you pick up the virus, you're running out of food. So you go to the grocery store. That's how it all happens. So it's just tough to see it through the lens of the, the people that are trying to kind of protect the country as a whole. Yeah, I get it. That's tough. And I, I sort of am I'm with you, John, like we're, we're working from home from now on. And, and our plan is basically we've got enough, you know, food to not have to worry about, you know, going out and about for a little bit. My plan has kind of just been like work from home, go to the gym, go back home. Like Matt said, like avoid seeing our grandparents, avoid seeing my dad because he's an old man and, and things like that. So it's not really off my radar to not go into my affiliate. But that being said, like I would be nervous if an old older client were to still come in and I, I don't want to be harmful to anyone else. So it's, it's a tough decision. What are you doing? 
what am I doing about the virus? No, no. What are you doing? Like, are you still going into your affiliate? Like, are, do you have plans? Yeah, absolutely. To not, yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't go today, but it was closed today. Um, <laughs> you know, I worked out at home. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't really planning to change much, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to evaluate that. I want to be a good citizen. I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't, don't want to do dumb stuff and infect people if I happen to have it. It's just like the whole thing is odd to me of like trying to figure out why it's so much more contagious than than the flu. Like I had the flu during Wadapalooza, for instance, Ugh. and it sucked. And, um, I had to be in Boston, you know, uh, the day after Wadapalooza. And so my boss made me jump on a plane and fly. So I flew from Miami to Boston and then sat in a meeting with 900 people for three days and, and no one blinked at it. They all knew I was sick. Everyone knew I was sick. And, you know, that's just the cost of doing business. <laughs> they were like, sorry, you're sick. We'll see you at 9 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah. But now, like now the co- corporate policy is if you have a sniffle, don't you dare come to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? oh, interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I guess that's, you know, and I don't disagree with that policy. I guess my point is, is that, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, why is this so much more contagious? Why is it so much more deadly? So with, with COVID-19 and why it's becoming such an issue, especially for healthcare workers, is if we take something like the flu, we have um, people get vaccinated and it's called herd immunity. So say you have a patient that's immunocompromised and can't get vaccinated. If you vaccinate the rest of the herd, it helps protect that person that can't be vaccinated. But this is brand new. Healthcare workers aren't vaccinated. The right people aren't vaccinated. So that's why it, it can spread like wildfire because we don't have a, our immune systems don't have any innate, uh, um, you know, they're not ready to fight it. They have to learn how to fight it, so to speak. Mm. So that's why no one blinks an eye when you have the flu and go in because herd immunity kind of keeps that at bay, which we don't have for this. Mm. I'm not sure I feel about being part of a herd, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you into herd now. <laughs> I know. That is weird. It is weird though, when you start to think about it. I mean, you know, and I don't know. I'm, I'm like anyone else. I think when this thing first started, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to keep going to the gym. And now I'm like, mm, maybe I should stay home. Mm-hmm. Right. You know I mean, yeah. I am. I am fortunate enough to, you know, to have a full gym here. So I could stay here and work out alone and no one forces me to warm up or to do mobility. (laughs) If anyone wants to sponsor the Brazier home gym, then we will volunteer (laughs) to stay. No, I'm kidding. Our address is. Our address is. No, we, you know, we're pretty lucky because we have a pretty small affiliate. It's relatively new. So it's, it's like us and our friends. So uh, for the time being, I think we're pretty safe, but for big affiliates that have hundreds of people that come through the doors in, in every, you know, in every class, I, I just think there's a lot now to consider where, what, what the people are doing within your space and where they leave to go after that. And, um, and it's, it's changing by the day. It's, it's hard to figure out how to be proactive rather than reactive. And like, when do you make a decision and how do you make a decision? Like, that's what's so like fuzzy right now. It's like squishy. There's no black and white rules and and there's no best way to be because if you're just like, Oh, fuck it. Everybody stay home, shut everything down. Then it's like, panic ensues you don't want that either so it's just hard to know exactly how to do things or what to do when and i think that's what happened this past weekend at atlas games because the event organizers really wanted that to happen and they were doing everything right you know they were keeping up with all the news and trying to figure out oh do we just not have spectators or the vendors i mean just figuring out how to handle it given the fact that they've been planning for so long and then they ended up canceling the event at the athlete briefing. 
which was like just so last minute. It feels last minute, but, you know, per the call of their local government, they weren't allowed to have that many people in one place anymore. And they weren't allowed to do that type of sporting event altogether anymore. So it made sense, but it feels like it's super reactive. And I think that's where the problem is now. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for that event because I don't know what their finances are like, but I can absolutely speak for affiliates because I'm, I mean, I'm in banking. I know exactly how much money those things make. Mm-hmm. And most gyms don't make a lot of money. I know people think, oh, my, you know, my gym owner must be a millionaire, but they're not. Trust me. No. You know? Oh my God. No. They make as much money as we make off the me millions. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They do it because they love it. And yeah. the, the, and so it's hard for them to decide to to close a gym because they're working on thin margins. And then you're also talking about, all right, well, if we close it, how do we keep paying the coaches or do we keep paying the coaches? Right. And then those people aren't paying their bills and it just escalates and it's, it's really hard. And it's, you know, it's no different probably in any other business. You know, I was thinking today, they just closed the restaurants here in Ohio. My daughters both work in the restaurant, not that, you know, they necessarily need the money, but um, you know, you think how many people, rely on that to pay their bills. Yeah. So if these restaurants are, you know, and, and most restaurant workers, no different than like the NBA that closed, you know, the people that work in those arenas, I mean, a lot of them are living week to week. Yeah. You know, totally. and it's going to be really tough. So when these CrossFit affiliates, you know, are required to close, you know, you start thinking about how many of them are just simply going to go out of business. Yikes. You know, it's going to yeah. be tough. And, you know, my encouragement to everyone, I'd actually kind of, did a kind of a pseudo post on it this morning. And I think I, I may do one later. That's more detailed is I think everyone, like if you're going to an affiliate today and you can afford to go, then my opinion is you are probably, probably not always, but you probably have some sort of privileged lifestyle. Meaning like if you can afford 150 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month, whatever the cost is to go like, that's just discretionary income. Keep paying it. Hmm. Just, you know, don't, don't call your coach and ask for a refund for the two weeks that you're not going to be there, like support your coaches so they can continue to pay the coaches that, that work for them. So you don't, you know, your business doesn't go out of business. You find yourself yeah. looking for a new gym, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like I just, that. I like that idea. I like that suggestion. The thing is like, we're going to all have to lean on each other and help each other during this worldwide pandemic. And that help is going to have to go all the way up the chain. So like if you keep paying your affiliate or, or, or if you don't, let's just say like your affiliate stops charging you because they're not offering you the service or whatever it is, that money is not going back and forth in the exchange between the affiliate owner and the, uh, the clients. Well, then, you know, I hope that the landlords don't ask for rent. I hope that the towns can help suspend um, property taxes until this, this goes down. I mean, it's got to go all the way up the chain or else we're all completely fucked. <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's no way around it. Like everyone has to participate. Yeah. I mean, look, if there's any plus side here in the States, we're going into an election cycle. So I'm pretty confident politicians on both sides are going to want to make sure taxpayers are feeling good about the way Mm. the government handled this. So I got to believe that, you know, they're going to suspend payroll taxes and that sort of thing to put more money in people's pockets. But, you know, just specifically for us, I think we've got to support our community and and make sure that we're continuing to invest dollars in our local gyms and, and helping people through this. And I would suggest to go as far as you know, reaching out to some of these coaches and seeing if they need financial help, you oh, know, yeah. in some, you know, whatever capacity it may be. I mean, a lot of these, you know, you're talking young, they're relatively young people running these gyms and, you know, not, not making, uh, you know, a million dollars a year. So they're, you know, certainly may find themselves struggling, uh, paycheck to paycheck if they don't get some help. 
And yeah, I think totally. that's where where our community is special, so we can certainly help each other. Yeah. And we don't want this whole thing to die. Like we don't want just like you and I are always talking about, you know, the me millions and not having not having a ton of kickback and not not doing a lot in terms of you know, the, the season overall doesn't make a lot of money. The athletes don't make money. The affiliate owners don't make money. And it's not, it's not happening because we're all trying to get rich. It's happening because we love it and we don't want it to die overall, including the season, including the competitive side of things um, and games. So I'm hoping too, that the sanctional directors that are losing out big time, I mean, that we can complain and, you know, it's sad that they're moving and I can't watch them and the athletes travel and then the shit gets canceled. I mean, that sucks. But the sanctional owners who are putting up all of these dollars, I cannot imagine what kind of fees and, and issues they're going to have moving forward, given the fact that they're not making what, what they've probably been planning about a year, if not more to collect. Like that's, that kind of deficit is going to be completely detrimental to them. That sucks. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what kind of help uh, if any CrossFit headquarters comes through, I mean, mm-hmm. Greg, you know, to his credit, Greg's a super generous person. So I got to believe that CrossFit's putting some thought into what they need to do to support some of these sanctionals. I mean, at the end of the day, the sanctionals are supporting the gains, which support yeah. CrossFit. So you right. got to believe they're going to work together to get it done. But, you know, bluntly, I know the sanctionals don't want to close. They don't make a lot of money to run those events anyway. Right. They exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I worry about, I worry about the whole thing. To be honest, like the more I think about it, it's like, you know, we got to the gym yesterday and they're like, wash your hands when you get here. So we all wash our hands and then, you know, wash your hands after, wash your hands after. But I'm thinking, what happens in between? It's like all that in between where everybody's breathing on each other. (laughs) (laughs) Don't breathe on me. It's weird. Is that fast enough to like, is the in between enough to get sick? You mean while you're breathing heavy and working out? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sweating on each other. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the gym is a prime spot to uh to spread a virus. But you're kind of saying that we're all gonna be exposed eventually anyway, right? Yeah. But it's just we need it to not happen, you know, or the US needs it to not happen in such a so quickly, which is why they need people to social distance. Because that's what happened in Italy. It happened so quickly that now they're kind of screwed. Mm. Yikes. We don't want that. So let me, let me switch gears a little bit just to uh, the Italian showdown, because like you said, in Italy, it happened so fast and it sort of hit them by storm that they were making really, really, like I said, fast decisions that weren't necessarily reactive. They just didn't have time to prepare. And they ended up uh, at first postponing their event but then saying that they wanted to host it online instead. So I assume that would be something kind of like a video qualifier, you know, that we've seen in the past. Um, And that sort of stood for about two days. And then two days later, after making that announcement, HQ was like, actually, no, we're not going to let you do that. You're going to have to postpone it for an actual in-person live date later on. And I think that's, that's interesting because nowhere in the rule book did it explicitly state that a sanctioned event had to be an in-person event. I mean, they call them events. So it's sort of implied that they have to, you know, everyone has to be together in one place, but it never, um, excludes the option of doing something online. So I think it's really interesting that HQ sort of took that stance because now it's kind of showing the community that they are putting some serious stock behind having to be in person at an event saying that, you know, in order to get a ticket to games, it's important that someone visually watch you, that we actually be live. I, I, I think that 
sort of is a is a good call to make because we've seen a lot of iffy situations with these online qualifiers in the past. Yeah, I'm I'm I think it's fair. I mean, first of all, you can't blame HQ for making a ruling on it. I mean, it's not like anyone saw this coming totally you know, or, or, totally. or planned for it. Like what, you know, they barely got the rule book together as it was. They're certainly not going to have a clause about what happens when polio comes back. Oh but, God. Um, but you know, with that said, I mean, I agree with it. It's like, you know, you see people in these online qualifiers just destroy it and then they get mm-hmm. in a live competition and they just shit the bed. You Game know? changer. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, honestly, I mean, you see it primarily like kind of in that portion of the world. Like it was, you know, the, um, you know, you had the Greek, you got a couple of Greek athletes that kind of blow up the open every year and then you put them in a competition and they just get destroyed. So, you know, what are you going to do? I, I think it's fair to, um, say it needs to be live and yeah. I'd like, I'd like to see them all live to be honest. Like I wish, I mean, if I had my way, we, you know, the open wouldn't be as big a deal as it is, but Nobody, hmm. listen, nobody listens to me. They don't take my opinion. So I just want more live events. I just think that's what it's really about. If it's a true competition, you got to go head to head. Well, there's still plenty of live events that are coming down the pipeline that haven't changed their dates or decided to postpone or anything like that. I mean, think the summer events like Granite Games and Asbury are still on as planned. Uh, CrossFit Games sort of doubled down on their, on their note of we are starting on July 29th as of right now, no changes. Um, and all those events that are postponed right now are basically rescheduling like all for June, which is going to be a total shit show because now they're all going to overlap and athletes are going to have to figure out where to go and how and when. But my real question is like, are we going to be good to go by then? Is like summer going to be a time where coronavirus is way in our rear view? You know, I, that I, that would probably be the million dollar question. Because <laughs> so Italy had its first cases at the end of, January and we're in mid-March now and they haven't peaked yet Hmm. and they have 60 million people. And so we're just starting and we have like 330 million people. So I'm a, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist, but I think it would have to be a five-star handling of this shit for it to be done by the, by the the time, you know, like the Asbury park games rolls around or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be gloom and doom, but I'm saying no. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Ugh, really? That sucks. It's hard to say. look, um for as much, you know, grief as even I included give our government here in the US. I mean, I I think we have a a pretty top-notch healthcare system. I mean, I'd like to believe that we're going to nip this thing in the bud quicker than, you know, some of the other countries that have had it already. And by all accounts, like what I've heard so far though, is China seems to have it under control and it seems to be you know, they're kind of coming back under control. Maybe is a better way mm-hmm. to think about it, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd have to say all this is above my pay grade. So same, but I'll also bet. in China, they like, they shut down everything and people were like straight up government issued quarantine to their homes. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I also wonder about the flow of information out of a communist country to no, be honest. True. So very you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just so I'm just hoping my little flu bout means I already had it and I'm done. Maybe I've already spread the contagion. Maybe I'm oh. patient zero. Maybe you. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe you had both at once. Oh my and that's god. That's why you were like dying. Yeah, maybe. Damn. It was ter- it was terrible. I was actually good. <laughs> I was so sick at Wadapalooza. I was googling emergency rooms. Like swear to God, I was like, oh, it was that terrible. Sucks. Yeah, it was it was a rough moment, to, mm. but it passed super fast. You know, so hmm. I don't know. 
Well, fingers crossed that we get the games, but if I if I were a betting man, this is, you know, uh, COVID-19 is going to be the first thing to take down Matt Frazier. <laughs> be the only one. Damn. All right. So, so somebody had to do it. Might as well be, might as well be COVID. What the, what the fuck do we do? I don't what know. Do we do? Well, what's the, what's the new stuff? What's the better news in CrossFit right now? What else is going on in CrossFit besides people washing their hands all the time? Well, um, we have news that one Annie Thor's daughter, Annie mom's daughter, um, has launched a new at-home fitness program, which is pretty cool. It's not a reaction to COVID-19. It's been planned for some time already. Um, but she is announcing it a tiny bit early since we're kind of all talking about staying home and what are we going to do if we have to work out at home and what are our at-home fitness plans. So her classes are going to be available coming up uh, this week on Thursday. But it looks like she's just one instructor on this platform. I don't know. I don't quite know how to pronounce it. I think it's called New Fitness. It's N E O U. Um, and it looks like a platform that has a lot of other classes like CrossFit style, high intensity workouts, and yoga, stretch classes, dance classes, kids' classes, stuff like that. So That's it's great. just she's, cool. She's having a baby girl too. I know. It's so exciting. And it's exciting to see her like still working in the space, uh, even in, you know, a season that she has to take off from competing. So I'm really excited to see what her little online classes are like. I'm totally going to check it out. And it's just perfect timing considering yeah. the fact that we, we have to stay at home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, took the whole season off when everybody else is being forced to take the season off. So. <laughs> no, she's probably like, sweet, great timing y'all. Yeah. I'm a, I'm enough of a conspiracy theorist to blame her. So sorry, Annie. We <laughs> we know you did this. Wah, wah. There's a lot. I somebody else. I just read about somebody else being pregnant in CrossFit. Like and, everyone's pregnant right now. It's spreading faster than coronavirus. Oh, it's crazy. Well, I, we all know how this one spread. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Camille's pregnant, and then there's somebody else. And for the life of me, I can't think who it is. Hmm. But as soon as I read it, I'm like, Jesus, like. I don't know what went on this, you know, nine months or, you know, a few months ago in CrossFit, but man, everybody was getting busy. So congrats to all you guys. Oh, and everyone's about to do it again, right? Because we're now all in lockdown. What did you hear? Oh, it was um, now that we're all on lockdown and in nine months, there's going to be a new batch of babies called um, coronials. Coronials. (laughs) Move over, millennials. Coronials are coming through. Wow. Here I am getting carpal tunnel. All right. (laughs) Oh, um, well. Well, I know it's so sad. All right. All right. Well, well, so what are what are the last few things, Matt? We need to do to you know at least to do our part within the community to to help fix this. So, I mean, as far as staying home from the gym and and all of that, I I don't know. That's something that I I, I don't know what the answer to that is. But avoid non essential gatherings if you can. And then when coaches are are cleaning up the gym and whatnot, or if you, you know, you, you're the person that cleans up the gym. You don't have to be the coach, I guess. Just remember that to, you do need to use certain disinfectants. So I wrote it down. So I would remember, but if you have a gallon of water and you add a third, a cup of bleach, that's a disinfectant Hmm. or a lot of coaches use alcohol. What you have to remember is, and this is a little bit of math. If you have a bottle of 90% alcohol and you mix that with a cup of water, it's not 45% alcohol. It's not strong enough to kill the things you need it to kill. Oh. So pay attention. It needs to be at least 70%. Okay. So if you've been used, if you're used to using dilute alcohol sprays, 
um, you need to make sure it's at least 70%, not the probably really diluted version you've been using. Hey, what about Tito's and soda? <laughs> Tito's is what, like 40 or 45%. So, you know, do it. Just pour Tito's all over yourself constantly. You'd be good. I'm just thinking maybe a couple of drinks tonight and I'll be immune. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Immune from the inside out. Yeah. I think that works for everyone. There's that we've got the cure. We just found the cure right here on this podcast. Perfect. That's like the hardest part of like getting the call that I'm going to be working from home from here on out. I'm like, Oh, can I have like mimosas though in the morning? <laughs> like, oh. I'm in my house. So <laughs> I know my, my boss called a conference call for 3 PM this afternoon. And I was like, you know, you're in dangerous territory. <laughs> you're in Seriously? real you're in real dangerous territory getting drunk, drunk John on a conference call. You know, <laughs> been about two hours later. You just never know. All bets are off. Well, so think, uh, wash your fucking hands and wash down the gym. Basically, is what that means. Yep. <laughs> no, I I appreciate the the, the uh, at least the little recipe for the bleach and water. Yeah. I think people don't think about that often. And you know, I'm I'm really grateful. Like I've got. Um, I was. I don't want to say I was surprised because it's you know, the pan checks are just kind of wired this way, but I was really impressed yesterday. Like they went out of their way in the workout. Like they started the workout with talking about washing your hands. We're going to, you know, sanitize the equipment in between rounds in between people changing out equipment. When it was over, they both had these Swiffer wet jets and they're, you know, getting the sweat off the floor. I said to Spencer, I'm like, man, if Castro ever programs a Swiffer in one of the wads, you're going to crush it, you know, <laughs> podium status. <laughs> yeah. They're getting like forearm strength. It's like ridiculous, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it got me thinking about like how cool it is that, you know, our coaches like not only spend all this time, like being really thoughtful about programming and mobility and, and kind of our day to day, you know, talking about nutrition, but now they're spending time talking about, well, how can I keep people healthy? How can I keep them, um, you know, from getting sick or infecting each other? And, and for me, that's just, you know, kind of a, a really cool thing that we all need to think about. And again, why I want us as a community to continue to support our gyms, because I don't think that's unique to Cliffside. I think that's unique to CrossFit and the way our community is wired. And I'd like yeah. to see us, you know, really escalate that out and, and uh, you know, just try to do more for each other. Yeah, I agree. And also like just support each other and be kind to one another right now because people are really stressed out and some of them are acting kind of like assholes and I just kind of remember that it's a tough time for everyone and just just be kind to one another and be kind to yourself and, you know, well, hopefully we can all get through this together. And for the love of God, could somebody bring me some toilet paper? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we're like way overstocked. And we like had the normal shipment come in because we're on like Amazon Prime subscribe and save or whatever, whatever. So we had like a, a bunch of a shitload, if you will, of right. toilet paper come to the front door this morning. We were about to leave to take the dogs out. And Matt was like, I better go in and get this, like bring it in. So no one sees like the big cottonelle box on our porch and tries to steal it. <laughs> they will. They totally will. I'm just going to shit in the shower. It works fine. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Gross. You just, you just stomp it down the drain, Nikki. It's I'm easy. You gonna- just throw up you heel stop it and then you wash your heel off it's great <laughs> you shit in your toes it come saves on. water come on you guys it all goes to the same place it oh, all goes you guys probably place. pee in the shower too don't you of course that is not normal that's not normal it can't be normal i don't think girls pee in the shower i don't pee in the shower i pee on my feet what's your point <laughs> not into it 
I didn't have to rewash my feet. All right. First of all, all the water flows that direction anyway, so you don't have to rewash your feet. Your feet are getting washed as you pee. Oh, you're the <laughs> you're the person that doesn't. So you're the person that never puts soap on their feet. Of course, I soap my feet. I you pump soap on your feet as you're peeing, and then it foams up. It's great. <laughs> this is a discussion for another episode. Could do a whole episode on this. Oh, <laughs> be great. Both of you have pee feet. Now I know. <laughs> gross. I know. There you go. All right. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a good discussion. Matt, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. Uh, I know uh, everyone that's listened to the podcast before now has finally heard your voice. So they really? go. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I, I can guarantee this is an ep- one episode I will not re-listen. To. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it the first time. Deal. Deal. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, appreciate you being on, Nikki. It's great talking to you as usual. Mm-hmm. And uh, for everyone listening, be safe out there. Don't spread the contagion. Wash your hands uh, before and after listening to this podcast, and we will talk to you soon.